Hello and welcome to H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series from H2 Tech, a hydrogen technology journal from Gulf Energy Information. I'm Sumeda Sharma, technical editor with H2 Tech and your host for H2 Tech Talk today. Today we'll be talking about the global green hydrogen energy outlook, the opportunities and challenges for the industry, and then we'll narrow down to ThyssenKrupp's hydrogen technology solutions and projects as we get in conversation with our hydrogen expert, Dr. Christoph Norris, Head of Green Hydrogen with ThyssenKrupp. Welcome to H2 Tech Talk, Christoph. Yeah, good morning, Sumeda. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. We are really glad to have you as our guest today. Uh, to begin with, I'd like to invite you to introduce yourself and tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, ThyssenKrupp and your role as the Head of Green Hydrogen. Thanks. So my name is Christoph Nurse. Um, I'm the head of Green Hydrogen inside the ThyssenKrupp organization, and um, I'm guiding our Green Hydrogen business. I'm already more or less 20 years with the company. Um, my background is I'm a chemical engineer and have had the chance to have several um, opportunities and responsibilities inside the organization. But all my lifetime inside ThyssenKrupp was linked to electrolysis business towards industrial business. The last five years of my um, time in Satyus Group, I had the chance to guide our offices in Japan. So I was in charge, uh, in charge of the Asian market. And then beginning of 2020, I moved back towards Germany. And I took over this great topic, green hydrogen. Yeah, in the last two years, I think we all know it was a, it's a huge opportunity outside there. And it's really uh, unbelievable what kind of business we can do. Thank you, Christoph, for that great introduction. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of interesting things, especially in this hydrogen space. So I'll drive straight into my first question, which is, I believe, the quintessential question today. Blue versus green hydrogen. So some researchers, uh, especially this year, they have claimed that uh, green hydrogen will become more affordable than blue by 2030. What do you think are the core challenges for green hydrogen? Well, let me first start. So we as uh, as, as ThyssenKrupp Udeklone engineers, we, we are very much focused on the green hydrogen itself. Yeah? Uh, because green hydrogen is the hydrogen you just need a renewable, clean energy, water and a good, mature, reliable electrolysis technology. And then you get green hydrogen. Um, green hydrogen um, is already a topic for quite some while. We have not seen too many projects in the past, but it just started, I would say, one, one half year ago. We announced the first projects, and we also announced this uh, week one of the major projects. I will come later on to that one. So I, the, for sure, the, the key point for green hydrogen is, as I said, you need um, green energy, you need clean, clean power for that, and you need a huge amount of that. And that is one of the key points, uh, one of the requirements to make competitive green hydrogen available. So that is one of the, the key items. The second key item is um, to start with, you need um, to, in order to make competitive green hydrogen, you need industrial scale to make that. Yeah? We all know from chemical engineering point of view, most of the processes need scale to improve cost structures. That's the same for green hydrogen. So you need huge industrial scale projects to make the green hydrogen competitive. 
And last but not least is many applications downstream of the green hydrogen need um, uh, scale, uh, like if you go to Power3x, if you go to shipping either the green hydrogen, the green methane, or green, the green ammonia, you need, uh, they are also scale, that means you need also the right infrastructure for that. And those are the three key items you have to fulfill to make green hydrogen happen for the future. Certainly. Uh, let's talk about technology as the gateway. So are you still investing? I know you have so many uh, projects already, but are you still investing in research and development for improving your electrolysis technology? Especially, like, can you comment on the techno-economics of it? Yeah, I, 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 I can say clearly, yes, we are investing. We are continuously investing. We know it from the past. We are coming with our technology from the industrial, from the chemical industry market with our chloralkali technology, for example. We have also developed different technologies for different applications in the chemical industry. And therefore, we know the industry needs cost-competitive processes. So already in the past, we were um, driven by the industry to improve the total cost of ownership continuously. So we have continuously in developed new technologies to improve the cost structure, driving down um, capital expenditures, as well as improving the performance, improving the efficiency of the process. And the same is applicable for green hydrogen. So we are very proud that we have transferred our technology, our technology expertise into our alkaline water electrolysis technology. And we can already uh, provide now a mature technology which fulfills the industrial requirements. And um, so that is available now. And as I said, the latest announcement we have done this year are supporting that statement that we have a very competitive technology. On the other hand, we know we have to improve our technology. We have to improve further the cost structure. We have to improve further the efficiency of that. And therefore, we are continuously um, investing into the technology in small steps, but we are also looking for a disruptive new approach for alkaline water electrolysis technology. We have announced this year um, huge um, research projects which are funded by the uh, German government. Uh, one of them is the so-called h 2 Giger. So the target is to develop a new technology, new AWE technology, alkaline water electrolysis technology, and with the target to make it more efficient, more efficient to manufacture this technology and more efficient to manufacture it on gigawatt scale. Everybody knows already, we have already supply chain for one gigawatt per year. But for the future, the market requires even bigger manufacturing capacities. And we want to have this new technology as a basis, as a baseline for at least five gigawatt um, scale manufacturing per year in the coming years, in the future. That is key. Sure. So uh, what do you think in terms of applications? What will be running on hydrogen in the future? And uh, more importantly, cost competitively. Yeah, I think that is one of the, the key items, and there were a lot of reports and analysis done outside there. One of the most famous reports was done by the Hydrogen Council, supported by McKinsey. I think that's a very important reference document. And as I said, is we have already quite a big uh, hydrogen market 
which is mainly a gray hydrogen market currently. And that hydrogen market is mainly for applications in the industry. So this is uh, like hydrogen providing for refineries, for ammonia production, methanol production, and other applications. So we see in the, the development of green hydrogen and regarding the applications that this is the first smarting which will lift up. And that is already where we're also working on. And that's other projects we are now developing and we all have been also awarded in the past. So projects for providing green hydrogen into the ammonia production or even also for refinery production. In the future, the next steps will be to go into further applications. So not only to substitute existing industrial supply chains, but also to establish new supply chains, new applications for green hydrogen. And one of the most famous one is the manufacturing of green steel. That mean, means to take the actual process for steel manufacturing, and this must be really then re partly replaced to a direct reduction. And for that, you need also huge amounts of green hydrogen, which will end then that you can offer to the market a green steel. This is also what our colleagues from ThyssenKorp Steel are um, pursuing. And they have a clear strategy on this because the steel industry is one of the major contributors for CO2 emissions. And they are aware of their commitment, their responsibility, and have a clear strategy to apply that and to introduce green hydrogen for the green steel manufacturer. So these are the next steps. If you then go further into the future, further areas will come. We, we are talking about uh, building, heating, about uh, transport, mobility, and even also we come at the end to the energy production. So all areas of the industry and also of the society uh, have the chance to utilize green hydrogen in the future to ensure to come to net zero by 2050. So that uh, last statement brings uh, me to my next question to you. You have pledged climate neutrality by 2050. Uh, and my question to you is twofold. Do you think this journey will be more uh, challenging from an operational or reg uh, and a regulatory standpoint, or will there be more technical challenges? And what are your specific strategies in achieving this goal? Well, um, I, I think there we, we are talking about a huge change in the whole industry. I think what we are seeing, what we expect is really that um, many, many areas of the industry will be influenced by this. And for sure, this is a huge change. And if you have a huge change, it will be also a lot of challenges. This is one point, but it's also a huge opportunity to do business and a huge opportunity to drive our industrial sector and other sectors to net zero. So it's a huge chance for that. Um, I, I see one of the uh, key items for sure at the beginning is at the beginning, green hydrogen still has in some cases difficulties to reach a good business case. So we need some, some support for that, like a CO2 tax. We already see now with CO2 or emission um, allowance levels uh, currently um, reached in, in Europe that also the first business cases can fly, like, like a steel business case, for example. But we need for the starting up of this new economy, we need a certain regulation to support that. So there's currently in Europe ongoing discussion. The two is more or less revised now, which is a very important step. 
uh, to support starting, kicking off the whole industry. But at the end of the day, um, it's clear the, the end products will drive the whole story. And the end product, just take for example a car, customers want to have a car and they want to have in the future not only a car driven by electric motor, which is then fueled by a battery or by a fuser, but they also want to have a car which is made of green steel. And to get that green steel uh, will require a certain premium, um, which is if you compare such a premium in com uh, to some other extras in the car, if you buy a car like your special seats or like a, some special extra, this amount is quite small. So I think all this is required and the market at the end of the, the move the whole story. But as said, at the beginning, we need regulatory support to move such projects forward, especially in Europe, as in the Northern Europe, we still have not that excellent conditions for low cost energy, like in other areas, like in Australia, like in South America or in the Middle East. So uh, let's come to ThyssenKrupp. Uh, this year, as I said, has been quite eventful for you. You have announced a massive 88 megawatt green hydrogen project in Canada. Then I believe another one in Louisiana and now Norem. So uh, can you tell us something more about your upcoming projects? Yeah, well, Samira, thanks uh, for, for that. So it's, it was really, I think, a really amazing year. So here, all the team inside Tucson Group, we are very overwhelmed by that market and we are really happy and super proud that uh, our team was that successful with our story and to, at the end of the day, to receive such contract awards. Uh, as you said, we have received a first phase contract from Hydro Quebec. We have received a um, CFI order for a 20 megawatt in Louisiana to supply green hydrogen for the ammonia production and just this week, beginning of this week, uh, we have announced uh, together with our products that uh, we have received a contract for the NEON project, NEON Green Hydrogen project, which is a, um, a, a electrolysis capacity of more than two gigawatt of capacity. I think this is really one of the biggest installations in the world. And we are very super proud about that that with a customer, with that expertise of our products, one of the biggest um, industrial gas companies in the world uh, with a lot of expertise in gases has selected us and has the place to order with us. So that was really one of the uh, biggest achievements uh, this year. And if I look into the pipeline and please uh, <laughs> consider that I can give not all details about certain, most of the project developments as they are subject to confidentiality um, requirements, but we see quite some other projects, uh, not all of them in that size of more than two gigawatts, but many projects in the multiple 100 megawatts size. And we see such projects in areas, the main focus areas like China, like Australia, Europe and also North America. Uh, and uh, we can say this pipeline is, 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 is getting bigger and bigger month by month. Yeah. So it's, you can, we can really see the market is developing. 
yeah, the, the opportunities, the size of the, the overall size of the opportunities is further developing. And also the average size of the single projects is also further developing. If you look into the past, we had many projects talking about even kilowatts. I think I started when I was in Japan, we talked about projects 500 kilowatts. Yeah. Uh, then it moved to like 10 megawatts, like 20 megawatts. But now it's really the median we are talking about is close to 100 megawatts size of a single project. So that is a very important sign of development it all goes into industrial applications. And we are very proud that our strategy, because we are we are coming from the industry, we are industry, uh, we are serving the industry already for the last 50 years. That is just the right market, the first market to develop, and we are there at the right time. I say it's really a once-in-a-lifetime chance at the moment. So it's a big business opportunity for all players in the market. Absolutely, I agree. We are seeing such massive investments and even a very aggressive government involvement in a variety of hydrogen energy segments, uh, of course, particularly green hydrogen and also uh, region specific, especially in the Asia Pacific region. So that is, uh, that is uh, truly amazing. Now, my next question is uh, a rather clairvoyant question for you. Hydrogen is definitely not new to us, uh, but recently, as you also mentioned, it has emerged as a very powerful buzzword, right? So how do you think that this global focus on hydrogen will sustain itself and how long? <laughs> uh, I think I have a very clear vision about that. It's not only a vision, it will come true like that. Yeah? All these things which are happening now, this this. I always say it's a never seen market development outside there. Some people compare it to the wave of digitalization. Yeah? So it's really a big wave of projects coming there. And it all fits now together. It's like a big uh, puzzle game here yeah? and all the puzzle pieces really fit to each other. And I'm sure we are now in the first phase of a real industrial revolution. I call it this a green revolution now. And this doesn't take place in one or two years. This needs 10, 20, 30 years. So I think what we are now doing is we are setting up new positions, jobs for many, many people for the next 20 to 30 years to deep decarbonize the whole industry. Uh, so it's not a, just a very uh, short story. It's a, re it's a really revolution which takes time will have a significant sustainable impact because the, the main driver for it is to go for net zero. Absolutely, and I uh, really agree with you there. Um, more so, I think your company definitely presents a very good example of hydrogen uh, truly becoming fuel of the future because uh, you're all the producers and consumers of green hydrogen at the moment, right? So uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Christoph, for sharing your insights with us and with our H2Tech Talk audience. And turning over to our audience, um, I'm sure you've got some really interesting upshots to take home. So stay tuned to H2Tech Talk and stay updated with the latest in technology and developments in the hydrogen space. Thank you for listening in.